Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. This is 1039 LI News Radio. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, retired judge and former presiding officer of Suffolk County legislature greg blass is our very special guest frank mckay here but much more importantly your honor welcome back glad to be here frank and it's good to be talking with you again when when we uh, just left off uh the the last time we we spoke uh kind of ended with uh, burke losing his temper with uh with Christopher Loeb, while in handcuffs, he you know, beat up, beat up this prisoner who found uh, a duffel bag, right? And it's it's hard to know what was in the duffel bag. Uh, you know, you hear different reports, and and there was plenty of time for Burke to get rid of whatever was there. But allegedly, there were sex toys, and there was a gun holster, and there were there were there were different things. Uh, it was this, and and you're correct in saying so. Uh, Burke uh, really was fine. Uh, he was uh, he, he was able to keep his power and keep everyone in fear before this incident happened. It was it was Jimmy Burke uh, as police chief losing his cool and and allowing this all to happen because of what he did. Uh, that is something that uh, that we have to be thankful for, because if not, you'd still have Tom Spoder as DA, you'd have Mick, Chris McPartland uh, holding his coat, and you'd have Jimmy Burke as, as police chief or, or whatever at this point. Um, uh, true or false, it was Burke's temper that, uh, that really uh, that started the, the cascade of things to happen. That's right. Um, and, and he was he was short tempered with a lot of people in the department. Um, I still hear uh, now and then from police officers who talk about what demoralizing a reign he had uh, over the department. Um, they knew about what he was doing with promotions and what he was doing with um, uh, illegally wiretapping um, people in his own department. Uh, and and the uh, the shocking aspect of this, as the as the materials that were released in the federal trial disclosed, um, th- th- this was like a culture that had developed, and um, and and all the right buttons were being pressed to protect him. The people who were in a position to uh, take action uh, themselves were either intimidated. Or just felt it, it, it did not concern them, therefore it, it did not need to be corrected. But it was a, a to be blunt, it was a horror show when when he was as his grip became more and more uh, vice like uh, in the in the department. Um, uh, and and th- that's why we have not only uniformed officials, but we have elected officials to oversee the uniformed officials' behavior. That goes all the way up to the federal level where you have civilian control of the uniformed military services. I I knew it well. I was Navy JAG as an officer myself. The importance, the, the sacred connection between the civilian and the military 
or paramilitary or police activities um, is is critical, and, and it has to work properly. But when the elected officials allowed um, something like Burke to happen, and furthermore benefited from it, uh, as in the example of the police commissioner, Sini, um, moving up to become district attorney, um, it, it strikes you as, as a cynical setup that should never have happened. And um, the elected officials violated their public trust by letting it get as far as it did. Yeah, amazing. I mean, absolutely an amazing situation. I keep saying that when all is said and done, and I'm very hopeful that Lisk will be will be solved. Historically, this will be one of the biggest political stories uh, in history. Uh, I won't put it up there with Watergate because Watergate is, is presidential or any of the presidential. But as far as non-presidential scandals go, um, the cover up on Lisk is, uh, you know, to me, will probably be bigger than any anything else out there as far as the murder uh, and the and, and the fame that may come from the uh, uh, the solving of this, uh, maybe next to the Manson case and, and some other situations, uh, this may be up there historically. Uh, and when I say uh, this, I mean list, the Long Island serial killing, because of the dynamics, because of the political cover-up, because of the, the actions of the police chief. Um, and again, we're not saying who killed who or whatever, but when this is solved, uh, Your Honor, this could very well be a... Uh, a, a historic case. Uh, again, you're listening to the voice of Greg Blass, uh, former presiding officer and uh, f- uh, retired judge Frank McKay here with Greg Blass. Uh, true or false? This is uh, this is potentially a historic, uh, a historically monumental case um, in, in American history. Oh, absolutely true. Um, the the interesting thing, um, the the shocking aspect of it, is that we had um, a uh, law enforcement um, chief actually push out the Federal Bureau of Investigation's participation in the investigation that um, that uh, that's t- t- still today shocks the conscience that something like this could happen. Uh, no one, no one, uh, no matter what their history or background, deserved to die as these women did. And um, and I believe there was one male victim as yes. well who's been discovered. And a toddler, and, a three-year-old. And a, awesome. and a three-year-old. And to be, and to be left along the side of a highway near uh, at, at Gilgo Beach, that's the, the name of the, uh, the Gilgo murders. Um, uh, and for all of this time, uh, all of these uh, families of these people um, have had no closure, and the, and the mystery persists um, so that it took all the way until now to finally have hope that the uh, law enforcement apparatus of Suffolk County, which is at the center of the investigation and has been all this time, is, is finally um, going to be headed up um, by a new district attorney who, whose election was never expected. Um, uh, the, the, the fix has been on for the DA to be almost virtually chosen 
by the uh, the big shots in the police union. And um, uh, he, Ray Tierney, was not their choice. Um, and he has uh, an awful a lot uh, on his plate in dealing with them. Um, and hopefully, and, and we harbor that hope deeply, hopefully he will be able to keep them at a professional arm's length distance. That's the way a DA should deal with police, just as he deals with, uh, with other law enforcement agencies. That's why he is the uh, leading uh, chief law enforcement officer of the county. A lot rests with him. Uh, the, the DA, by law, is given a, an awful lot of discretion on what crimes to pursue, what crimes to prosecute, what crimes uh, to hold in abeyance, what investigations to give priority. We're all counting on on uh, Ray Tierney to do what is right with the, um, the serial killer investigations because it is a terrible mark on on Suffolk County that this has endured as long as it has with no real progress. Uh, once again, you're listening to the voice of Greg Blass. Uh, his columns in the Riverhead Local are uh, are extraordinary, and there is uh, there is blunt and uh, and as eye opening as you could ever hope uh, in any reporting. And um, and uh, Denise Savetti, I believe her name is the publisher. Uh, kudos to her for allowing such uh, such candor to be uh, to be published and I, I think boy Denise uh, deserves a, um, a spot in Valhalla one day and uh, because of <laughs> I, I agree with you she's 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 uh, she has her um, uh, her background and her principles uh, that come together as a publisher that is the ideal combination she sure is tremendous I, I mean what you know just uh, kudos to her and to Greg Blass uh, again former presiding officer and retired judge Greg Blass Frank McKay here uh, with Judge Greg Blass and we're talking uh, Lisk we're talking about the year that was and this is our part two uh, yeah Ray Tierney uh, you know the, to me uh, and, and I'll echo something that you just said your honor it, it, you know Ray Tierney was uh, a surprise he was someone who was never supposed to happen he uh, he had $185,000 against $1.2 million as of July 15th 2021 and I think uh the Bologna, uh and and Cine combination laughed at that and didn't think there was any chance of of him getting elected, as did most people. Having said that, uh, someone from the federal uh, agencies are, are now coming in, and there's not a single political appointment that you could look at. I don't know of anyone that uh, that has been put into a, p a position of power over there that that I know from the political world. Uh, that's very exciting. And the the other thing I want to add to that is that. Kudos to the to the feds, to the FBI, and to the uh, U.S. Attorney. I mean, and uh, and I, I, by no means am I saying they're perfect or whatever, but uh, they cleared out Spoda, Burke, and McPartland when when the local folks, uh, you know, had no 
uh, possibility to do it, uh, either through election because uh, you know there was just there was no going about it. Uh, the police unions were very strongly behind uh, these people, but it was the feds who got rid of those three, uh, and and it really started with the, the point you made, uh, Jimmy Burke losing his temper and beating the hell out of out of Christopher Loeb while in handcuffs after robbing his car. Uh, what do you have to say about the feds and their behavior in all of this? Well, they they were getting, uh, and I, I know for a fact that they were, the feds were getting a, a lot of complaints um, from law enforcement people, including police officers, uh, about the culture of, of uh, illegal surveillance and intimidation that was going on. Um, but it was very, they, they were expert, uh, these characters, um, uh, Spoda and McPartland and Burke, uh, at covering their tracks. And um, uh, as we as we said, um, the incident that that led to the beating, that led to the cover up, and the and the and the uh, domino effect of that of that one incident, is what was finally able to trigger the um, the evidence and the ability of the feds to come together. Uh, they had known for a long time what was going, but. Uh, from what I've heard, they had a very difficult time building a case until this happened. And, um, and they also have a lot of information about the, uh, serial killings, the Gilgo serial killings, but they, they weren't able to pull it together or maybe just as they were able to pull it together, um, in the investigation, the feds were pushed out of the case again by this, by this trio. Um, and so, uh, and you're right, the, the appointment so far, the appointments that the newly elected district attorney Ray Tierney has been making, uh, are, are very promising. Um, the, I would note that, um, so, a lot of, not a lot, but there were several key appointments that, uh, uh, Tim Seney made when he came in as DA after having left uh, as police commissioner of Suffolk, uh, he kept uh, uh, some key aides that um, that Burke and uh, Spoda had. There was no cleaning house as there should have been. None but now, <laughs> right? But now, now there is, and that that in itself. Um, is is a, a very promising uh, turn of events for the people of Suffolk County. And and uh, another point to be made here is how critical uh, the value of the public in taking an interest in what's going on and in voting. How how critical that all is because if it hadn't been for the electorate being scrutinizing uh not falling for those those huge posters on trucks that the um, pba paid for for Cini, um and the uh, campaign ads and the overwhelming avalanche of of, of campaign um, propaganda that was going on in that race for da we just had um uh the the public was scrutinizing, they kept informed, they voted accordingly, and we are as ever grateful now to have at long last a chance to see things change for the better. Yeah, uh, well said, and so much more 
happening. I'm wondering if the election of Tierney, well, I mean, this is almost a rhetorical thought, but uh, uh, the election of, of Tierney is going to allow other people to step forward. You mentioned that uh, that so many different law enforcement folks have made um, had have made their feelings shown to the to the feds, but not publicly. They uh, they had no ability to do it publicly without. Uh, repercussions or what the concern about repercussions i'm wondering if it's even going to be easier for me to get guests to to speak out uh about this now that tyranny's there and that, that the uh the old boys are are, are gone i mean spoda mcpartland burke uh and now Cinny and and uh, steve balone is uh, is a uh is a lame duck at this point maybe more people will be willing to talk. Frank McKay here with Judge Greg Blass is our very special guest. Uh, Your Honor, your thoughts on that? I, I think that there's at least the, um, the back, it's now set against the background that's so far improved that the chances are good that people will come out and speak up about what they experienced. Uh, this was not isolated among a few people that were victimized uh, in their careers by the, uh, the trio that has finally been toppled. This was widespread. This um, uh, al- already has has brought out uh, problems with the way that um, promotions uh, happened in Suffolk County. Uh, the way cases are prosecuted, the way investigations were not being done properly. A lot of people were involved with this. This, this didn't limit itself to a small number of an in-crowd. It was a small in-crowd that, that perpetrated the corruption. But a lot of people were affected by it, and I would I would uh, use this platform now to urge people to come forward, because the more it's exposed as to what happened and what things were like, the better the chances are of it not happening again, and the better the chances are that the people who are still in power, who have not been pulled down by the outrages that have been divulged, those people will at least be maybe in, uh, uh, inhibited enough to realize that um, Suffolk County isn't the Wild West anymore where um, you could get away with this type of uh, misbehavior. The time has come for reform. The time has come to turn things around. The time has come for people to make sure that reform happens by stepping forward. Uh, with the with the knowledge that uh, that the repercussions are not there like they used to be, because the people who used to enact them, and who who made it a part of a, as as I said a culture of intimidation and anxiety, those those that that has long less been broken, and um, their their power has finally the the mighty have fallen. And, um, and, and the good people now can do something. That's, as we've said um, before, the best way for the triumph of bad and evil things is for good people to do nothing. That's not changed. We still need good people to come forward, to speak out, to expose things, and to help bring about the reform that Suffolk has needed for a long, long time. Your Honor, we have about a minute left 
in this segment. I appreciate your time. Uh, what does the new year look like for you? What have you been working on and, and what, what seems to be your next uh, column? Is it set in stone? Well, uh, nothing solid yet. Um, uh, I've, I've been keeping an eye on this interesting way the legislature of Suffolk County has changed its majority from the Democratic Party to the Republican Party. But before the Democratic majority left, before the new year started, they were playing games with the reapportionment map. And we're keeping an eye on that. Um, the reapportionment map is a fancy word for saying how the different legislature election districts will be redefined. It's supposed to be done every 10 years pursuant to the population change reported in the census so that each district is reasonably evenly um, allocated by population. There are 18 legislative districts. The, the uh, Democratic majority tried to do it without the benefit of citizen input and hopefully the Republican uh, majority that's coming in will see the light. Um, and uh, they sued uh, several, they brought several lawsuits to, to change that. And hopefully they will see the light appoint the reapportionment commission of citizens that's supposed to um, design the map and then put it in effect for 10 years after the legislature votes on it. So that's what we're keeping an eye on. It sounds like a, kind of like a, a uh, somewhat of a, of a distant issue or something that affects us indirectly, but it's very important. And uh, on top of that, we're also going to be keeping an eye on how law enforcement changes that are so desperately needed will come about, what the new culture will be like in the, in the police department and in the DA's office. Yoran, I want to thank you very much for being here and uh, and and continuing to bring light to to very dark areas. Uh, do you have a website, a social media site, or uh, the uh, the Riverhead local site uh, somewhere you could point us as well? Can before you go, can you point us somewhere where we could follow yes, along? Yes, uh, riverheadlocal.com. Uh, is where the column, uh, all the past columns are still posted there. Just go to uh, Riverhead uh, Local um, slash um, Blast, and uh, you can find uh, columns that go back for several years now. Since I since I retired from public life, I'm doing combination of volunteer work and this column, and uh, that's where you can find it. And let me take this opportunity to, again, encourage people to get involved to speak out on shows just like this that, Frank, you do so well. And also uh, a very happy and healthy new year for everybody. 2022 has to be better than 2021. No doubt about it. Yorana, thank you very much. Thank you, Frank. His honor. Greg Blass has been our very special guest once again, and we'll you know, we'll be speaking to him again uh, real shortly in the future. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you all next time on our LISC series, and we'll see you next time on Breaking It Down. <laughs> <laughs>